This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And it's time to talk a little Monday night football. And we will start with the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Philly is on the road, but they are five-point favorites. The total is 45, as we have two 2-0 teams squaring off, Joe, though I would mm-hmm. argue the vibes for one are a little bit better than the other. Why does the number keep dropping? I'm going to say this about both games. Why is this just hanging out in no man's land? The look ahead uh, was higher. It was around a touch. Yeah, it was a touchdown. And then, like, it dropped immediately. Is there actually support on Tampa? Is it a Philly fade? Philly, you know, extra rest and all that stuff. I don't understand it. You can pick on the Eagles and you want to watch out for top-notch passing offenses. And yes, the the receiver talent that they have is certainly notable. Uh, A fantastic one-two punch that they have in Tampa. But the problem is how much do you trust Baker? Are, Are you there yet? He has not turned the ball over this year. He has not thrown an interception. Is that going to happen sometime soon? Um, yeah, it's just like, like we talked about earlier, it's not the bears. So what's Tampa truly going to look like? You face two teams in the NFC North. You face two teams that are 0 three in Minnesota and Chicago. And this is going to be quite, quite different facing the Eagle squad. Uh, uh, you know, they're dealing with some issues now, but they're still a Super Bowl contender. They're still, you know, viewed as top five, top six team in the NFL as they should be Aaron. Yeah, I might uh, take a page out of your book. Just because you like a team doesn't mean you have to bet on them every week. I like the Eagles, and I kind of like the Bucks on the spread for the reasons that you pointed okay. out. Baker Mayfield has the third highest quarterback PFF grade in the league. You've got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I think that the Bucks are in a good position. The Eagles secondary has not been that great so far, guys. They've been struggling. Philly has allowed both Kirk Cousins and Mac Jones to put up 300 plus yards. That concerns me. I I'm torn. Do I want to bet bucks plus five? Do I want to stick with props? I don't afraid about it. I'm not super excited about this game, but I kind of like the bucks to cover. They've sort of been a, a little bit of a surprise exceeding expectations. And until Philly can show me otherwise, I think they're a bit vulnerable. I agree Philly is a little bit vulnerable, though there's not a side that I really like in this one. My model has this as a fairly sharp number, so I'm going to stay away. But I would make an argument for the under here. I'm expecting a lower-scoring contest, in part because 
one of the problems that I think the Eagles defense has had is just the ability to get home. They have a sack rate of 4%, despite having, you know, an incredibly high pressure rate, as they have tended to do over these last couple of years. They're taking on Baker Mayfield. He has a high pressure rate of near 50%. And even though he makes mistakes that will cause sacks, he will hang on to the ball too long. He'll try and run around and make something happen, and then it's not available. He's a very frustrating quarterback in that regard. It's one of those things where I think he can invite enough pressure and enough sacks to where I think, you know, they're just not going to score very much. Not to mention the Eagles have been phenomenal with run defense and the Bucs can't run the ball at all. So this is entirely upon Baker Mayfield. And the Eagles aren't going to help because they don't put that many defenders in the box. They put seven or fewer defenders in the box more than any other team in football because they can do that. They know that secondary will be just fine. And so this is a Baker Mayfield game, and that always is a scary proposition for me. Meanwhile, the Eagles may be more comfortable running than anything else, which means fewer drives, fewer possessions, things like that. The Eagles could win this one going away, but it could be like a 38-3 to affair, and that would be an under. Not saying that's what's going to happen. I think the number is fairly sharp. But I just don't trust either offense to put up a ton of points and do their share. So the under is the play for me, Joe. Okay, if I had to do something with the side, I would go Eagles, but I don't have a strong enough opinion. I've got a couple prop ideas that I want to throw your way. Mentioned Baker doesn't have any interceptions late uh, yet. Um, if a team's going to be trailing, I expect it to be the Bucks. Will he be forced to pass late? You know, negative game script. Then how does it go for Baker Mayfield? Minus 115 to throw his first interception of the year. Considering that one and, you know, you know, with that Eagles front seven, like just getting pressure on Baker and then he forces one. I could see that happening tonight. And then, you know, it's it's always dicey with the Eagles running backs. We don't know what's going to happen. Swift, after that massive game last Thursday, what happens? Well, the Swift prop is 32 and a half rushing yards. So That's it? Much, yeah. So are we was, they expecting Gainwell mostly or like what kind of split? Can, can, can I... <laughs> Give you one proviso there real fast, though, to be careful about when it comes to Swift. The Bucks do stack the box a lot. And mm-hmm. you know they're going to do that because of how well they ran the, the Eagles ran the football last week. So I think it's something where this Bucks defense, as top-heavy as it is, not a lot of depth, but if they are healthy, they are stacking the box and preventing the run and forcing Jalen Hurts to throw a little bit more. Not to mention something you've talked about before. Every now and again, maybe there's an Eagles game where you're not exactly sure who the bell cow back's going to be. We assume it's going to be Swift. But what if something happens last minute where maybe Swift isn't getting as many carries? I think the matchup is concerning, and just the overall distribution of snaps and carries can be concerning, Joe. Yep, and I get that. And it, if we're going to take it for anything – what Sirian has been saying is we're going to ride the hot hand. Well, the hot hand is swift. Mm-hmm. But is that the case? Is that the case? Because they were so sold on Gainwell all offseason, and people were doubting that he was actually going to be the starter, and he's your starter. But Swift goes for 175 last week. So everything you said is right, but the number is 32 and a half. That's why I'm considering uh, still, going, still going over. We also one. need Swift to have a big game because you bet him Stop. to be the rush. 
So stop. What is, it? <laughs> is he still in the? Well, he can't be in the top five now because he's a game behind I'm yesterday. Serious. Hey, I he's going to be higher than Chubb. That would be amazing if he becomes the rushing leader and you accidentally bet it. That would be phenomenal. Got, so I'm rooting. That was not. I'm that was intentional. That was intentional. I don't know what you're exactly. talking about. You guys, you guys should right. roll with me on that one. It's going to be just a said bit weekly now. stuff to throw us off the scent. That's I'm right. invested in DeAndre Swift's numbers moving forward. What are oh. we doing with Mike Evans? 55 and a half receiving seems a bit low for a bad Eagles secondary so far. I'm tempted to play that. Uh, let's oh. see. He has had, well, obviously 171 is crazy. Don't expect him to have that many yards like he did against the Bears. 66 against the Vikings. 55 and a half. So that's interesting. The other one, my guy, is it a Kate Otten? Oh, I, I knew this was coming. I knew of the course. Kate Otten mo moment was happening. I actually don't think it's a terrible idea. Uh, no, this one yards, I'm, I'm down for. Yeah. I think he could because maybe defense will be more focused on Mike Evans. It could open things up for him. 41 yards against the Bears. Only 19 against the Vikings. Maybe we want to look at receptions, only two and a half, because his receiving yards prop was high, a little too high for my liking. Too high, 20, 25 and a half. Yeah, 25 and a half. It's okay. It could be Here's sweaty, though. That's what you do. First touchdown, 25 to one. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> of course. I like Just it. Throw a, little, throw a little coin in the pond, see what happens. Yeah, why not? That's, a, that's an interesting thought, though. Perfect. I, I will say, like, what's the best way to alleviate defensive line pressure? Getting rid of the ball quickly. So if Baker Mayfield does that, and it's all about the quick game, and that's what he's going to try and do to, to keep this close, then the targets are probably going to Kate Otten. They're probably not going to Mike Evans. So I feel like you have to go one or the other, but not both. Because mm -hmm. both implies that the offense is going to click no matter what, I think. And I don't know if I trust that. I think quick game, if Baker Mayfield does it, if he doesn't do it, then Mike Evans will be the one getting targeted. It's about waiting for him to get open, know. which will lead to sacks. I think Mike Evans can go over 55 and a half pretty easily. Oh, he should. Yeah. He should. <sighs> it's a good Eagles defense, though. That's the one yeah. thing. Like the, This isn't the best of matchups for, for Tampa Bay. And even though they're 2-0 and and off to a start where they're exceeding expectations, it's a really good Eagles team that they're facing. And that's why they're mm -hmm. five-point dogs at home. And rightfully so. Again, the number is sharp to me. Yep, I agree. Yep. I'm, I'm looking, to the second looking forward to the second game more than the first. Let's actually. do that. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Rams and Bengals, Joe Burrow's status is, of course, uh, the headline in this one. Since he's still one-and-a-half point favorite at home, the total is 43-and-a-half, Joe. I don't think he's playing. What do you guys think? I, I'm just trying to read between the lines, and I was questioning late last week why they get rid of Will Greer, and then what they do over the weekend. They sign A.J. McCarron. So, um. The number keeps going down. We saw it hit three, and since then it's come down. But MGM's at one and a half. There are some two still posted. I don't think he's playing. I don't know. But even if he does play, we know Burrow is not going to be 100%. How has that looked over the first couple of games? Do we expect there to be a big difference between week two and week three when it's been re-aggravated? 
I would say probably not. So it, either you could have the backup or to beat up Burrow. I don't think it's good for the Bengals either way. I'm looking at the under. I know it's a low, low number here, 43 in the hook, but I, I'm looking at the the uh, the under here at Rams Bengals. I'm looking at Rams money line. We're going to the playoffs. Oh, no. Remember? Oh <laughs> three. Oh and three Bengals. I think oh so. my god! Uh, the money line is only plus one ten, so it's not that like bold of me to to say Rams money line. But I still feel like the Rams are exceeding expectations, almost like they're playing with house money right now. I think they keep it going against a banged up Bengals team, and gosh, I mean they're just struggling out of the gate. If Burrow doesn't play, and Joe pointed out some factors as to why we may be able to assume he's not. I like the Rams with the upset here. Rams make a whole lot of sense. The under I really like at 43 and a half. And I wonder if a parlay is appropriate here because let's say that the Bengals do absolutely nothing offensively because Joe Burrow is playing or AJ McCarron's whomever is at quarterback for Cincinnati. They just can't move the ball down the field. And, and Joe, this is one of the reasons why I don't think Joe Burrow is going to play either is because if there was some sort of silver lining or one thing that you could point to to say, hey, at least they're able to do this, or they're ranked 30th in the NFL instead of 32nd in key offensive metrics, then okay, that's better than what your replacement quarterback would do. None of that's true so far. When you're dead last, you have nowhere to go but up, and maybe just a different quarterback is going to help with that cause because Burrow is that injured. But I wonder, too, if the Bengals are not doing anything offensively, well, the Rams are going to win the game if they just score 10 points, and the game will go under. So I wonder if this is an appropriate place to say, you know what, there aren't that many paths here for an under, but it would require the Rams to win the game outright. So not not a parlay I love, but I don't see too many paths where fluky things can happen, Joe. Another factor to the under these two head coaches play callers know each other very well. So I think that's yep. going to lead more towards a lower scoring game. Uh, let me ask you this, Ed. So we're sitting one and a half, two right now in favor of the Bengals. If we get word hour and a half before the game that Joe Burrow's not playing, your starting quarterback is Jake Browning. How much are the Rams favored by and how much does the total drop? The total probably drops, I'll say, two to three points. The Rams are minuscule favorites. I, I don't think it's going to change that much because I think, I think at least the market understands that Burrow is hurt and there's not a whole lot of faith there. So I think everything's kind of getting squeezed out to where even if Burrow does play, the, the number's not going to skyrocket. It's probably where it's going to be. I don't think it has any direction to go except to the Rams, but it's not going to go that much because I think we still own the prior that the Rams are mediocre at best. And I think it's okay to at least admit that they're mediocre at best. They were competitive in that last game. I, I, they've really surprised me. I don't know how long mm -hmm. it continues, you know, with the Rams, yeah, but right. I think they can keep things close, if not outright win tonight. I, t props are tough because Bengals props, yeah. we don't know the quarterback. So how do you handle that? Uh, if you go on the Rams side, everybody's going to think of uh, Puka right away, which I get. But the number sixty-five and a half now, going against this defense, like that. What do you think they're talking about all week, Lou Anarumo? It's all about Puka, right? I mean, that's what they're right. preparing for. 
So yeah, I don't, I don't want to take the over on that. I was just going to say, is Sean McVay going to do something crazy again so he covers the spread? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I, hey, you know what? The spread, what the closing is. line might be something where, it, you know, they're favored. So you better just win the game, Sean. Maybe that's all you have to mm-hmm. do at this point. Yeah. Just phenomenal. Yeah, props are really difficult. Uh, the, the under in this game, between the two games, that's my favorite play that we've discussed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like two unders for Monday Night Football. Like, I'm Makes just sense. expecting duds. Like, but mm-hmm. I don't know how else to do this. Maybe I'll parlay the unders. That might be fine. You know, just be a sicko about it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, will CJ Stroud win Offensive Rookie of the Year? It's Let's Go or Hell No Time right here on the BetQL Network.